Lots of controversy today. It really is. It is a consequential day. We have Tim Abray, doctoral candidate and teaching fellow at Queen's University Department of Political Studies. Tim, good evening. Thank you for being here. It's a pleasure. All right, Tim, we've got this story. It's not—it's kind of a modern story, as, as I say. I mean, we've never had these kind of things before, but now we have a story about hashtags, misogynist hashtags found hidden in the conservative leader Pierre Polliver's YouTube videos. It was an analysis performed by Global News, and they found this hashtag, as you know, MGTOW, standing for Men Going Their Own Way. Lots of controversy surrounding that organization and it is apparently a right-winged anti-feminist group. Some people are concerned. It's been condemned. We have the Polliver team saying they didn't know about it. Tim, first of all, what do you make of this story? Would you agree? I mean, this is kind of a, a, a microcosm of so many things we've talked about. We've talked about misinformation, how it is infiltrating its way into politics, and also about a, a, the secret stuff that's out there. What are you thinking when you see yeah. this. Yeah, I think it's <clears throat> it's pretty egregious, to be blunt. Um, the, the problem with things like social media tags is that, that people tend to, to write them off as innocuous and unimportant. Um, you know, it's just, a, it's just a way of tagging content. It's a way of attracting audiences. But I think that that really misses the point, that what we really need to be paying attention to is that this is a person who is the leader of a federal party, who is the leader of the opposition, who is actively courting a particular section of society that holds uh, clearly misogynistic views, uh, who are clearly rallying around the flag of misogyny, and knowingly, individually or not, um, he has been courting that that group of people to support his cause. And I think that we need to be very, very, very cautious about giving this a free pass because politicians are all about who they attract to follow them, that they are a vessel for the hopes and aspirations of a group of people. And so they need to be careful about who they court and they need to be transparent about who they court and they need to be above all else accountable they need to be accountable for the choices that they're making. And I think that's probably my biggest complaint about this. All right, let me ask you, Tim, yeah. and you can probably shed light on this too. How do they get there? As you say, you know, are, if you're courting those people, how do those tags get there? Are well, they're, they, placed, okay. they're placed there by the account owners. So this is the thing that right. this is the thing that, that when you're trying to to bring people in to see a piece of content, particularly through a platform like YouTube, where it's a, a large user base with diverse interests, you add tags to content in order to signal that it might be of interest to particular people, right. and so that when people type searches in or they're just browsing yeah. content, it's more likely that things with certain uh, certain hashtag. Uh, tags on them are going to pop up in their feed. And so this is a very deliberate effort on the part of a communications person, very likely. And that's the key. That's where I'm going. So mm-hmm. if we if we tweet things, we always add them because we know where we're going. You know, you're following the news and you want people to pay attention to it. But that's the key. You're saying someone made a decision to add that. 
Oh, absolutely. And it's, it is not unique. Like people are more familiar with things like Instagram tags and, and Twitter tags, but this is different. All online content uh, is tagged with key search terms, uh, at least if the people know anything about what they're doing. They're tagged with key search terms to help people find the content of interest to them. Uh, and so there's no question, this is a conscious choice to try and bring in a particular subset of the YouTube audience. And I think that we, we have an absolute right to ask questions about why um, it is that a, an important political leader in our country is attempting deliberately to attract that kind of an audience. Where do you think it's going to go, Tim? Well, I'm really hoping that we have this kind of conversation you know, that we were having it right now, but I hope mm-hmm. that we continue to have these kinds of conversations and that we don't let this just become yet another uh, partisan football. I think we need to have a really honest adult conversation about how we're shaping our national politics and that we should be, at least the, the mushy middle of opinion should be letting people know, uh, letting people in power know that this is not an acceptable way to cultivate the national political conversation that uh, this is not just another game. This is not just a sport. This is a serious conversation about national politics and national policy, and we should be taking it very seriously. So I'm really hoping that it's the beginning of a much more serious conversation. And what I'm really hoping for is some accountability from Pierre Poliet, that he, he needs to admit that this is what happened. If he's sincere, he needs to apologize for, for allowing it to happen. And I'd like to see leadership lead. Leaders are accountable for the things that happen on their watch. And it would be very important for someone who's aspiring to be the prime minister of the country to recognize that fact, own it, uh, and then show us what he's going to do about it. All right, let's switch over to Premier Doug Ford, uh, who is going one-on-one with QP. And we've got all these labor shortages of it happening. And then we also have a call for better pay. The work strike that's been instigated by QP, Doug Ford, going really tough against them. You know, what do you make of this? I mean, look at what we've had. We just got out of the pandemic Who's going to win on this? So who's on the right side of this? Do you have an opinion? Yeah, I think it's it's less about who's on the right side of it. And I think that unfortunately, this is another case of people preying on the lack of knowledge and awareness that there is in the general public about these issues. I spent a good 10 years of my career working on collective bargaining issues uh, and on the employer side of these, these conversations. Um, and the vote that was held by the education support workers is just a pro forma vote that <clears throat> that unions must engage in. You cannot go into a bargaining session with an expired contract with an employer without a strike vote. It leaves you impotent. It leaves you powerless in the, the negotiation with the employer. So the main objection I have to this is that this is just simply the government using a pro forma routine vote to provide a strike mandate um, as a wedge to try and, and claim that there is, uh, you know, there are ratcheted tensions or that there's an intention to walk out. Um, that may come, uh, but that's a legitimate part of collective bargaining in this country. And I think that it would be much uh, more in the public interest uh, if they engaged in direct bargaining with one another rather than just simply ratcheting up the tensions and pointing fingers at one another. And, and, and you know, very, Tim, though, in, yeah. these, in these deals, the public opinion matters so much. Everybody in the beginning Absolutely. of these, as these conflicts, want the public on their side. Is that what we're seeing here? Yeah, there's no question. This is angling in order to, to frame the conversation in a particular way 
so that people uh, are disposed to look at uh, statements that come after that from the two parties in a particular way. So there's no question this is posturing and it's an attempt to um, to look strong. It's an attempt to point the finger yet again at the unions as though they're doing something untoward. And I think it would just be far better to put the energy into actual uh, strenuous bargaining rather than, than public posturing. Tim Abray, doctoral candidate, teaching fellow at Queen's University Department of Political Studies. Always great to talk to you, Tim. Thank you. Always a pleasure. All right. I'm Arlene Vaughn, and this is On Point.